It might get loud. It might light a fire within you. It's all hands on deck. Now, for your listening pleasure, 94.9 News Now presents Mean Chet Martin, the Long Island redneck Brian Bro, and fearless C.V. Burton. This is Freedom on Deck. Good Saturday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and stimulating talk. Of course, Mean Chet Martin is here with you as always. And this week, I've got the Long Island redneck, the New Hampshire redneck, Mr. Brian Bro, <laughs> on me this week. And CV's off this week. You see, I, I alter between Brian and CV just so I don't go insane. That's the only thing there. You're just going to have to call me Neck. That's it. (laughs) All right. The redneck. The neck himself, uh, Brian. The neck himself. (laughs) How you been, Bri? Uh, I've been doing well. I've been doing well, man. You know, it's 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 summertime so busy for me, man. You know, I know, I know. And the and the kids and the kids keep you busy, too. Oh yeah, the kids keep me busy, and and then you know, living the country life uh, keeps me keeps me busy as well. You know. So listen, we're going to have some great guests today, and in particular, Dan Wass, he's going to come by on segment five. We're going to be talking about this, but I wanted to talk about it with you as well. Congress, Congressman Lee Zeldin was attacked by a leftist thug, if you want to call it that, as heard and explained on ABC, CBS, and all the other leftist sites that we love so much as a man with a sharp object attacked Lee Zeldin. Now, here's here's the thing that everybody has to understand. First of all, Lee Zeldin took him down. Lee Zeldin has seen far worse than this. And he was able to wrestle the man down. The man was arrested. And th- this is the ironic part, Brian. Lee Zeldin continued with his speech, and he said, he'll be out tonight, no bail set. And guess what happened? It's exactly that. Now, uh, I'm going to get into some other specifics of this thing, but um, what is your your thought as this happens? It seems to me like the uh, Democrat Party has no issue with their supporters arriving, maybe trying to shoot someone, maybe trying to stab somebody, uh, doxing people, going after Supreme Court justices, going after politicians, anyone that they don't like, their supporters seem to feel emboldened to attack, Brian. Uh, of course. I mean, we, we've seen congressmen shot on baseball fields uh, that are Republican. And so, you know, it just it, it, I made the comment, you know, that, you know, if it was Nancy Pelosi, this guy would be doing 15 years plus. Absolutely. You know, and, and he wouldn't have gotten bail and he'd be sitting in jail tonight. Um, you know, to see Lee Zeldin attacked on stage, like you said, I mean, <laughs> Lee Zeldin is a has has seen combat. He's done tours overseas right. in the Middle East. I don't think that that little pipsqueak on stage was going to was going to hurt Lee Zeldin. He could have, you know, but but Lee understands one thing as a soldier, as a as, as a military man, it's called situational a situational awareness. And you know, and that's something that just comes from being in the military and and knowing your surroundings. Just cuz you're speaking on stage, you still you he still was paying attention to what was going on. And he tried to keep it cool and when the guy came at him, he took him down. You know, I mean they they kind of fell together, but you know what I'm saying? I don't think Lee was trying to engage the guy, you know, when you're trying to run for governor, you know, you don't start smashing the guy's face in on stage. Well, this uh, is the thing, which would have been awesome. But you made a good point that he was able to protect himself if it was somebody that was of older age, or if it was, or if the guy had a gun, or or a different situation. It it could have definitely ended up as uh, something much different. Right, exactly, and you know, and so you know, the, the, but but getting to the bigger point. The bigger point is, is that it, it is, it's rules for thee and not for me. And and you know, when it's when it's the Antifa thugs, when it's the when it's the when it's the brown shirts of the Democrat Party 
there's no repercussions. If they're burning cities, there's no repercussions. As soon as as soon as Americans, you know, show up at the Capitol and, and waving Amer- American flags and, and singing the national anthem and go inside the building because they're ticked off that they were they were ripped off. All of a sudden now, uh, those people are terrorists. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. and, and this is no different. So so we had a sitting congressman attacked on stage and you don't did you see it on the nightly news was that like you know breaking news was you know did did they spend three or four hours no uh every night since it happened of course uh you know covering the story and and no you didn't see that but if it was donald trump talking about grab him in the you know what that they would have pounded the pavement for two weeks oh if it's donald trump anything is a uh, catastrophe here's the interesting part And this was a write-up actually from the National Review and also featured in Town Hall. Governor Kathy Ochoa has been blamed for uh, some certain, uh, I want to say some aggression towards Congressman Zeldin. And and also has been, I don't know if we want to say that she's been involved, but there has been a boxcar, a white-colored boxcar that follows around the Zeldin campaign from stump to stump. It's it's got logos on it that pretty much shoot down uh, Mr. Zeldin, calling him a uh, woman's rights uh, destroyer, putting these vile, vile things on this box cart that falls him on every stump. And it was Governor Kathy Hochul who also doxed Congressman Zeldin and his children and his wife by putting their address out to all of her followers. Now... The interesting thing is, is this someone who was involved with her? Maybe somebody that worked on her campaign? Or maybe somebody, Brian, that was inspired by Miss Hochul doxing Congressman Zeldin and his family. This is the governor of New York State doxing a sitting congressman to people throughout the web, knowing that Congressman Zeldin's family and children are there. She is knowingly putting them at harm's risk through these sick tweets that she's put out saying that Congressman Zeldin is going after a women's rights and, you know, the right for abortion, this, that, and the other, and putting the address out there. If you want to throw slings and arrows, as all politicians do, that's one thing, Brian, but when they start doxing a sitting congressman, when they know that they're their followers are a bunch of screwballs. They know exactly what they're doing, and she should be charged for this. Oh yeah, and I'll tell you, you know, beside, you know, it, it's no different than what we saw with the last governor of New York, and and the corruption and 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 the things that they, that he was doing, um, you know, and 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 how he would attack his opponents. So you know, it, it's the same. Um, Sort of modus operandi, yeah, or, or mindset. Say that. Yeah, the you mindset. Know what I mean, it's yep. the same. It's, it's the it's the typical mo, right, yes. of the Democrat Party. And uh, I think Americans at this point are so awake. I, you know, I I had the pleasure of going to a, a diner in the area, and the, great people. And I got a chance to just sit and talk to um the the wife of who owns the place, and. And, you know, we got to just talking and it kind of just came up about, you know, how crazy everything is. And one thing led to another. And we started talking about some pretty deep things that we would talk about on Freedom on Deck. And and she's she was awake. You know, she she was like, what about this? And what about that? And what about this whole agenda and and the Great Reset? And she was on it. And so I think Americans are awake to this stuff. I don't think these tactics are going to work for the Democrats this time around. I think this whole type of thing is going to blow up in their face even if Holchel doesn't end up you know uh, facing the music, she's going to face the music when she's no longer the governor of New York and Lee Zeldin is These tactics are just so dirty uh, I think the thing that I'm more upset about is that it's not a bigger story and that um, Congressman Zeldin's family doesn't deserve that at all, neither does he but especially the fact that he has a wife and children that live at this place where they dox their address really pisses me off. And Miss um, Hochul, if she's listening, and she could be, we're in New York, um, and if she is, 
Uh, F you. I think you're a, a very dirty woman. I think that you stand for disgusting things, including the abortion of many children. And I think the fact that you would pull something like this just shows what kind of maggot you really are. You are worthless, and I hope you get taken out of office. And if I could, well, I'm not going to go any further than that. I can get in a lot of trouble here. The FCC has enough problems (laughs) with us. And um, I just hope that we can all come to an area where we put this woman out to dry. Let's put it that way. Next segment, Brian. Biden putting illegals on flights in the middle of the night, and guess what they're allowed to use as their ID? Arrest warrants. This is not a joke. Don't go anywhere. Freedom on deck, 94.9 News Now. Stimulating. Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now, and Stimulating Talk. All right, Bri, this is a wild one here. All right. Um, breaking the law for Joe Biden, as we know, is not a big problem, Brian. He does it all the time. He lets his followers do it all the time, whether we're talking about doxing, whether we're talking about the way that they show ID to come in the middle of the night into the country illegally, doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, Senator Josh Howley, during a Thursday hearing, a TSA Administrator David Pekoski stated that since the start of this year, nearly 1,000 illegal aliens have been allowed to board U.S. flights using deportation orders and arrest warrants as ID. Here's a statement. How many individuals have presented TSA with arrest warrants or deportation notices that were permitted to travel this calendar year, Howley asked, per Breitbart News. Under 1,000, sir. Pekoski responded, according to Pekoski, airports, federal security directors are not directly involved in all screenings involving illegal aliens boarding with arrest warrants and deportation orders. Here's another statement. They have an interview with the TSA offers that are on the scene at the checkpoint, Pekoski explained. They will bring in the federal security director if needed. We aren't looking if a person is legal or illegal in the country. Holly had first inquired with Pekoski's office back in January. This is unacceptable. Another statement made. No government security agency should permit individuals to use an arrest warrant or deportation notice to pass a security check. Holly said at the time, noting that fundamental point of an arrest warrant is for police to actively seek out and apprehend criminals. Biden's lax immigration policies have been a major departure from those of his predecessor, Donald J. Trump. On Thursday, the Supreme Court voted 5-4, declined to freeze an order from the lower court that blocks the Department of Homeland Security from implementing less restrictive immigration enforcement policies that would prioritize arrests primarily for illegal aliens deemed threats to public safety or national security, but allow others to remain in the country without fear of apprehension. You see, this is so wild here. That, uh, that, that paragraph right there is so crazy. Coming from the first segment we did in which a, uh, a woman, a politician, a sitting governor is doxing her opponent who has a, a, a family and that's not considered breaking the law, but rounding up illegals and sending them home. Illegals that have arrest warrants, some of them, I'm sure, Brian, violent. I'm very sure of that, whether we know it or not. Some of them may be pedophiles, rapists, murderers. Uh, And they're allowed to use these arrest warrants as the ID to get on an airplane in the United States of America. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, you know, think about like if you had an Interpol warrant. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like that's like international, you know, warrant. But I mean, but what's the difference? Yeah. A warrant is a warrant is a warrant. If right. you have a warrant that is that is issued, a warrant can only be issued by a judge. 
That's of right. the court of 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 various levels. I mean, you have you know local judges and county judges and federal judges and state judges and all that other stuff. Yep. But it doesn't matter if a judge issues a warrant for your arrest. Then that warrant should be upheld. C- could you imagine? Uh, you know, if you had a warrant for your arrest and you walked into you know into town hall to you know hey i want to i want to get my fishing license you know what i mean yeah. and they as soon as they put your name in you would come up with a warrant you'd be arrested on site yeah but these people aren't i mean it's like what the heck yeah it, it, it it's unreal the the blurred lines of what is legal in this country and what's acceptable it's because you know the thing and this is what i mean by going back and and our first segment with this the lines are so blurred, Brian. It's hard to tell uh, where we're living anymore. It's starting to well, become very disturbing. Well, we 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 knew that this would come. I mean, we, you know, I mean, woe unto those who who call evil good and good evil, and you know, and all the other yeah, stuff. I yeah, mean, yeah. We 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 know we know that we know that we're gonna ha- we're gonna see these things progress. I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, we're calling we're calling men women. We're calling women men. We're, we're there's transgenders. We got men competing in women's sports. We got congressmen being <laughs> attacked on the right, but not on the left. You know, it, 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 the world is upside down and we know from you know from from freemasonry and these new world order psychopaths that they're they're i mean grab a dollar out of your pocket ladies and gentlemen and look at the back of it you know novos seclorum is order out of chaos we know what they're doing they're making chaos so that they can bring in order for their great reset wake up we got a uh a very bright, intelligent audience that listens to the show. And I know that they know what you're talking about. And, no, uh, I know. But and, but there's going to be people that are going to tune into this radio station, not the people that listen to Freedom on Deck, of uh, the patriots out there that love us. Of course. I'm talking, to, I'm talking to the person that might tune into this dial that might, maybe they're a little on the fence about what's going on in the world right now. You know, maybe they're a little on the fence about why a million chickens have been culled in this country or why all these crazy things are happening and why everything just seems to be upside down. And we're looking at politics uh, at the moment. But you know, when you see criminals that are from another country being able to come into this country, but the citizens of this nation violate a, a, a parking spot and they have to face the music. Something we, we, is we, wrong. Uh, well, we had an election that was totally rigged and it was allowed to happen. And the fact that uh, the American people pushed back and then we had over 800 patriots being locked up without representation and, and still and, locked and, up. And still locked up. And and then, I, you know, I hear a lot of folks on our side, well, you know, we can't do that. We, listen, it's going to be worse than that. If you, if you have an, it, listen, if you have an attitude like that, get off of our side. We don't need you. You're not worth <laughs> you, it. You're not worth it. You can't do it. that, but the other side burns, burns yeah, Seattle to the ground. Exactly. <laughs> when, the, when they're doxing you, when they're attacking you and showing up at your house, you're not going to say that. And, and listen. What I look at when I'm looking through the media and my sourcing, you might doubt it, and you might tell me that my sourcing, it's not up to your standards. When your standards are the New York Times or CNN, don't, don't come at me with that. And don't come at me without, uh, well, how do you have the... Listen, I've been following that from day one. I don't need any justices. I don't need any Supreme Court justices. I don't need any judges. I don't need, any, I don't need anybody to tell me what happened during the election that was stolen it happened i watched it and you're not going to convince me otherwise and if you think i'm stupid for saying it or you think i'm too radical for saying it you can kiss my rear end you're not a patriot you're worthless if you stole the election and you put this moron in the white house who's doing the bidding of the extreme left he doesn't even know what day it is half the time he goes and he, he you know this he goes in front of the world Oh, I got cancer from big oil. Did you see this idiot? This guy is so stupid. <laughs> His press secretary had to come out. Well, he had spots, some skin cancer. He had some spotting. He doesn't have cancer. You see, 
He, every time he says something like this, they always have his back. They always have representation for Mr. Joe Biden who's been in politics his whole goddamn life and has never done a damn thing except molest children and sniff women and, uh, you know, just put in laws that have done nothing. I mean, it's such a pathetic... You know, I don't see how people follow someone like this man. I don't know how uh, anybody. Uh, well, I mean, it, it, their their vaccination status is you know is 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 V plus five. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're, they're on their they're on their third booster, yeah, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Listen, yeah. you can't you cannot you cannot listen to this guy. He was over in Israel talking about honoring the Holocaust. He's an idiot. You know what I mean? He's an idiot. He's a total idiot. And, and he, and, he and gets anybody a pass every step I, of the way. I, I haven't seen anybody, Chet, since this guy took office. I don't know anybody that I have been around that has tried to defend him because they all know that it is, it, he's just done. Oh. He's toast, man. This guy is. It's this hard. guy is beyond I've, help. Uh, 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 John Leboutier and Frank. That's about it. That's uh, the only two people I can <laughs> oh, think of. Oh man! You know, and, 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 and Fra- wait, Frank defends Biden. He's still trying. Oh he's my still trying. gosh! I know he's still trying. But Frank, this- man, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think, come I, on. I think even Frank. Just leave it to Leboutier, man. Don't yeah, this- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think Frank does, but. The thing is, I, the media is now turning on him, too. They're going to try to replace him with somebody else. Obviously, that's come, but, you know, the thing oh, is... Oh, they're already, they're already jumping on board. You watch. Hochul, if, if she don't win the, the governorship, uh, you watch. She'll be one of the... Oh, first woman president. It'll be like the next, you know, the next stupid first woman president thing. Absolutely. Hey, uh, listen, we got the guests on the line. Kevin McGarry, president of every Black Lives Matter chairman of the Frederick Douglass Foundation coming on with us next. Don't go anywhere. This is Freedom on Deck. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. We've got a wonderful guest on the line with us, one of my favorite all-time guests. Glad to have him with us. He's the chairman of the Frederick Douglass Foundation and the president of Every Black Live Matters. I'm talking about Kevin McGarry. Kevin, thank you so much for coming back on the show, man. Brother Chad, it's a it's a, just an honor and a privilege and a pleasure to be here. Every time I come here, I get so excited. I forget how many times I've been, how many times I've been here. I'm so excited about well, being our, here. Our listeners, it up. our listeners love you, and you always have a great subject. And this one really <laughs> is something that's kind of close to me and a lot of other people too. I think out there, especially on the East Coast where we are, and you know where you are too. So this is a piece that you put out, and it's featured in Charisma News, if anybody wants to know it, Faith-Based News, uh, Charisma News, titled, It's Time to Stop Carrying Water for Karl Marx and Start Carrying Your Cross for Jesus. Now, this is an article by you, Kevin. It was over the last week, uh, and, you know, it's something that I've seen, too. What's happening here where uh, Christianity and some of these churches are... uh, I don't. I don't know if we want to say following the uh, the word of Karl Marx, but it's somehow meshing together here. What's going on, Kevin? Yeah, they call it uh, syncretism, and uh, basically, people. I, I think we have a lot of pastors that have either grown tired, weary, or just don't really know the word of God uh, and don't really follow it like it's inerrant. And so they have a tendency to want to meld the social gospel of the day, whatever that is. It could be social justice. It could be liberation theology, black liberation theology. It could be uh, CRT, whatever it is. And they want to infuse that into their message. The problem is, is all of those uh, other theologies uh, that I just mentioned are fundamentally based in Marxism. 
and Marx. So a lot, some people say, well, I don't, I don't know. Marxism is not so bad. And, you know, socialism is probably a good, a good, you know, a, a, a reasonable uh, sort of economic policy and social policy. Here's the problem. Karl Marx was, uh, and I've just done a book on this and it's coming out here shortly. Karl Marx was a, the closest thing you could imagine to a demon in the flesh. This man, his number one goal, he says, look, I don't care about my economic and social policies. That that comes way far less than my number one goal. My number one goal is to dethrone God. That's his words, and that's that's his that was his number one goal. He hated, he was a virulent, hateful, he was virulently hateful of God, even the notion of God. Um, and he wanted to replace every notion of God with communism. Because, uh, you know, he felt like, hey, you know, uh, I want to dethrone these uh, sort of uh, these folks that are uh, imbibing a religion like an opiate. And I want to replace it with something that's real, my communism. So he worked his entire life to undermine uh, anything, uh, any faith. And uh, so when you have people now, especially pastors that are fully embracing Marxism, they are fully embracing demonism, and they're they're spewing their demonistic tendencies over the pulpit, uh, which means they're not only cursed, the pastors that are doing it, but the parishioners are cursed. Um, and so that article brings that out. Basically, I, I go to you know Galatians one eight one nine, where Paul says, "Look, um, even if an angel from heaven gives you one iota of a different gospel than what we have preached, they are cursed." And uh, so, uh, some versions, uh, some translations say they are cursed to hell. And then uh, he said he was so emphatic about it, he repeated himself in Galatians 1.9. So this is where we are today, where pastors want to be woke. They want to be culturally uh, sort of acute and sensitive. And they think that they can just, you know, kind of play around with the gospel message. And, and that gets to the nub of where we are today. And Kevin, a lot of... Uh... I mean, on a sidebar and a side note, I guess some of the followers that would be Karl Marx, I, I think we would admit that probably Saul Alinsky was, was pretty into Karl Marx. And if we read at the end of, or actually in the beginning of Rules for Radicals, he dedicates the book to Satan. Um, yep. So there is a, uh, there's a connection between Satan, Satan and uh, and the left way of thinking. I don't want to... Connection, and it's undeniable. Here's the deal. Uh, so this is not uh, two brothers trying to be judgmental about leftist, progressive, Democrats, whatever you want to call yourself. Here is the deal. We are talking about the Word of God. We're talking about the inerrant Word of God. And we're talking about specific scriptures, specific verses that uh, are apropos to this situation. And we're talking about the 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 uh, the mentioned uh, desire. It's, it's it's it can be attributed to, and and that's where it comes from, and that's what what it leaves in its way. So you can't escape the the track record either. So this is this is all part and parcel of what we're talking about. It's a great point that you make. This is about God. This isn't a, a political discussion, although it does uh, lend down that way. There was a a pastor in California. A transgender pastor that was saying God, uh, God is, uh, it, I, I think what she said was does not exist, and it's time to move forward and move away from God. I don't know if you saw this, but I said to myself, how do these people become a part of the community, and how do they become pastors? Well, and this is this is the big problem that we see in our, um, our theological seminaries when people go for the MDev, you know, Masters of Divinity, where they're, they're, they're accosted by these Marxist professors. Most of them, a lot of them, I won't say most, but a lot of them are atheistic or agnostic. They don't even believe in it. They understand it. They read the Bible and they get what they get out of it, and they're they're able to just you know kind of get their MDev and and then say, hey, I'm a professor of religion or you know, religious right. thought or whatever it is. Right. And so these are not people that profess to be people of faith. They profess to have some education about religion. And so these are not people that are required to have a relationship with God. They are required to know about God. And so as long as we can keep that in mind, we can understand how these, these, these heretics uh, you know, are elevated and, you know, they get, they get their degrees and then they're, they're, uh, they're ordained and that's it. Uh, so we have a lot of that going along, uh, going on today. And it unfortunately has really, uh, taken the church off of its 
axis, so to speak, uh, in many, many ways. And so we have woke pastors, we have diehard Marxist pastors, we have black liberation and liberation theology pastors. Uh, the, you know, liberation theology, black liberation theology, these are based in Marxism. James Cone, when he wrote, it, wrote his books and all of that, he was a fan of Marx and Marxism. So I, you know, I hate to break it to folks, but this is demonism, folks. This is not a good thing. And so I'm praying that whoever listens to this message and whoever is uh, going to a church or whoever is pastoring in a way that embraces these other gospels, that they will know that, look, it's time to, to repent. Come back. President of Every Black Lives Matter, Kevin McGarry on the line with us right now. Well, Kevin, we're winding down with it. Tell us where they go check out and tell us when the release of the new book is coming out and uh, when we can expect it and where to go get it. Yeah, thank you for that. So you can find out more about me and actually join our newsletter and find out all about the book when it comes out in the next five or five weeks or so. It's called Woked Up. And uh, well, before I even get there, let me give you the website, everyblm.com, everyblm.com. And the book is called Woke Up. So it really squarely focuses on the woke movement, wokesters, wokeism, um, and just the whole woke paradigm, right? Um, and then it delves down into the life of Karl Marx, which delves down into the life of his number one discipler that he dedicated all of his early works to, and that would be Charles Darwin. So we start with Darwin, we go throughout his history and put connect the dots for you. Go to Marx, connect the dots for you there, and go to all of the atrocities that both these these men who were held, heralded, loved, respected, lauded, and, and applauded, uh, the wake of death and destruction that they left um, uh, here in, 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 in on Earth. So, um, so that book has come out. It's called Woked Up. The subtitle is Finally Putting an Axe to the Taproot of white supremacy and racism in America. So it is a book that everybody can and should read. It is not a theological book. It is not a secular book. It is just, uh, you know, it's kind of historical. It's kind of, uh, uh, you know, informational, but it, it's an easy read. It's weighty. I mean, it has a lot of weighty information in it, exact quotes, letters, notes, all that kind of stuff from these two individuals, including uh, wokeism it, it, it itself, and so it, it sort of encapsulates the entire uh, universe of wokeism and helps you to understand how to speak to your children, how to speak to your grandchildren when they come to you and call you a white supremacist, and, 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 and you know, uh, or, or and, and ask you, are we privileged, and all of these other things. This helps you to put this, all these things in context, and be able to answer appropriately and coach them how not to be woke. Actually, Kevin, thank you so very much, and keep doing God's work and. The week release of that book. I want to get you back on here. I want to talk about the book a little more. Thank you, Chad. I really appreciate it. Kevin McGarry, Kevin, thank you so much. Everybody, we got a lot more show to go here for Fox News Break. Freedom on Deck, 94.9. News now and stimulating talk. So, Brian, um, this is a little, a little uh, article here by Jarrett Stepman on the Daily Signal. And by the way, um, some of the folks over at the Daily Signal, you might know them as the Heritage Foundation, a lot of them go on with Lee. It's really Lee's, Lee's coup de gras with the interviews with the Heritage Foundation, but we have a few of them that are going to be coming up in the next couple months, so uh, we're going to work that out. And I made sure that I was cool with Lee. He was like, you don't have to ask me about that, man. And I'm like, hey, man, you're Mr. Heritage Foundation, so I don't want to step on any toes, especially not Lee, because it, it takes a lot to piss Lee off, but when you do, you'll know about it. Just <laughs> Mr. He, Heritage. It sounds like a cigar brand. Mr. Heritage, <laughs> or a wrestler, or maybe a wrestler. All right, so that so that so anyway, this is the article interests me that um, 
Illegal immigration has consequences for so many aspects of our society, from public health to health care to economics and so much more. Its greatest impact may be on the enforcement and public safety. It turns out that the mess at the southern border, which has been a problem for almost the for almost the moment President Joe Biden took office, sorry about that, may have contributed to the lax police response to the mass shooting at an elementary school in Uvale, Texas. Uvedale, Texas, I always say that wrong, uh, that left 17 children and two teachers dead and 17 other children wounded. A report from the massacre from a special investigation committee of the Texas House highlights how Robb Elementary School officials, Uvedale police, made critical errors in preparing for the reacting to a mass shooting. Certainly anyone who has followed this story and viewed surveillance video can see that the police response was unacceptable at times, inexcusable. The committee's investigation reinforces that and scantily critical actions of law enforcement. However, there's more to the story than that. The report explains how the constant focus on border issues created an opening for the 18-year-old shooter. A factor that led to the lax conditions on the school campus was frequency of security alerts and campus lockdowns due to bailouts by human traffickers attempting to evade the police. A bailout occurs when a smuggler tries to outrun police in a vehicle on foot. The investigate reports notes that these incidents often end with the smuggler crashing the vehicle and the passengers fleeing in all directions. The bailouts prompt local schools to go into lockdown. This recently had become an overwhelming problem for Uvale. Uh, population about 15,000. The frequency of the bailout-related alarms, around 50 of them between February and May in 22, contributed to the diminished sense of vigilance about responding to security alerts, the report says. Oh, Brian, this is a good point, and I understand where he's going, and it certainly is an issue. And obviously, I don't want to throw blame all in one spot. But regardless of the border security and these bailouts that we're talking about, the, the shooting and the way it was responding to was handled piss poor. There is no excuse for it. It should have never happened. But there is another side to the coin here that we need to look at, meaning that sometimes when you send your children to these schools or in these districts and these schools and the churches, you have a sense of... They're going to be, on. if something happens, they'll be protected. Well, sometimes people get lax, which he's pointing out here, and they start to take it less seriously. And I think that is something important we have to keep in mind. Your reaction to what it would be at that day on that day, as we think the police should have done, may not be the reaction that somebody that a teaches there, somebody that is a, uh, a you know, somebody that works there, so a, a student, a teacher, somebody that works there, and they may have a sense of, oh, it's another lockdown. We don't have to take it seriously because we deal with it all the time. If that was a problem, well, then we should have known, and that should have been addressed as well between the dis the school district and the people in charge. That should have been something where somebody could, hey, we get these all the time. I know you guys don't take it as seriously as it should be because it happens so much, but too bad if we take our eye off the prize, we're going to lose it. And that's what I think maybe happened in a way. Uh uh, you know what? This article actually, uh, um, you know, and I, I know the Heritage Foundation is a great organization, but it, it pisses me off okay. because basically, basically what the way it's being kind of put out there is the boy that cried wolf. Well, you know, there's so many of these incidences that right. just got lax and the, you know, you know bullcrap. Okay. Uh, somebody. Somebody running onto the campus that shouldn't be there, a breach of security, so to speak, is a far cry from a kid in a school with a gun. Yes. And 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 the and the way that those police I'm sorry, but I, I know there are fine men and women that serve communities all over this nation every day. But they failed. Oh, in big volume. time! Big time! They, not only did they fail, but they were cowards. 
They were cowards because they had all the equipment. You're give me a pathetic, break. Pathetic. You had one kid with a gun. You had overwhelming force and multiple points of entry that you could have gotten into that classroom with through windows and doors that you could have taken that kid out and saved lives, but you didn't. And you'll live with that for the rest of your life. So whether 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 it was taking orders from above and and you didn't have the gall and the courage to 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 disobey those orders like you know like uh, you know a, a Chris Tonto Peranto who said screw the CIA and went in and tried to save Ambassador Stevens That's in right. Benghazi. Okay, sometimes you just have to you know man up and do what's right. And save those kids because there's nobody else going to do it except for you guys because you certainly weren't letting the parents get in there and do it, were you? They would have had to kill me if my kids were in there. They would have had to shoot me because there is no chance that I'm not getting in there. And, I, 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 you know, Brian, you're right. This article paints it in, in the exact light that you just said. Um, it, it's, sad that, it's sad that we have to have these discussions. There should be... There should be more protection out there for our kids in these schools. There is certainly, that is done for uh, politicians. It's done for our judges at the courthouses. It's certainly done for law enforcement when they're inside their district uh, offices. They're certainly protected. Our children need to be protected too. And there are, there are ways to do it that are economically sound. And um, the, the idea that, well, if we arm teachers, let's talk about arming whoever is able and knows how to operate the gun. Uh, the, the thing about trying to uh, lessen the broad spectrum of somebody that could be trained to shoot an assailant or somebody that's coming in just to do harm, it should never be something that we dismiss, whether it's ex-military ex-police, somebody that's been trained vigorously with a firearm that is there, whether they're a teacher, maybe uh, somebody that's there at working inside law enforcement, um, somebody that's there that's been hired just for that specific duty that needs that job, and we can fill these positions. There's no reason we can't do it. It's very easy. We certainly spend too much on our politicians. They get whatever the hell they want, but our children don't, and our children are ending up dead in these schools. And, man, it's got to be the worst feeling in the world to have your child go to school and not come home. My God. Right. And you know know what gets me, too, and I'll make it quick, is, you know— the, every school that my children have ever attended had had electronic locking doors. Mm. So, like when, when when we were back in New York, you couldn't get into that school in Hampton Bay's. You you it was it was electronic locking doors, and they had double doors. So you went in, you got let in, buzzed into the first set of doors. Yep. You showed your ID and all that, and then and then went through the second set of doors when you proved that you were there for whatever reason. It was the same yeah. thing at it's same it's, thing at my kids' uh, school out here in in Shirley. Right. Same, same it's thing. the same thing up here in New Hampshire. Yep. So I don't understand how the, the, how today after twenty five or plus years of school shootings going all the way back to Columbine, how there's any school in America that doesn't have these things in place. Yeah, it shouldn't be, and obviously. You know, this this is not a show that would ever tarnish or trash the police. We have Dan Wass on the line. He's coming on, especially 2A. He's our 2A advocate, so we'll obviously talk a little bit, Dan, about all these things, too. Don't go anywhere. Freedom on Deck, 94.9. News down, stimulating talk. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. 
Fox News Radio, usually when we have somebody stuck in traffic that's a guest of ours, it's usually a politician, but today it's not. <laughs> it's one of our regulars. It's the one and only Dan Wass. Uh, he's 2A advocate, one of our uh, one of our all-time great guests, and especially great to have him on this week. Dan, how you been? Hey, excellent, Chet. Great, great to uh, uh, talk to you again, as always. Good, and I see you're, you know, you basically have an article each week on Amaland. I think you're doing great stuff there. I actually love going on to Amaland and seeing about guns and seeing about what they're trying to do in, in order to take our Second Amendment rights away. Uh, there's one thing I wanted to talk to you about this week because it is about protection, and sometimes we have to protect those that are in high positions. It was Congressman Lee Zeldin, who was speaking in New York, attacked by a man with a knife, from what I understand, even though the news networks are saying, a sharp object. It, this is a guy that ran up on stage, tried to attack Congressman Zeldin. Congressman Zeldin has seen his time in battle before and seemed like to take down this individual pretty easily and keep the weapon away. But, you know, Dan, it, it drives me nuts. As soon as it happens, they arrest him. Congressman Zeldin says himself he'll be out without bail tonight. And guess what happens? That's exactly what happens. This guy's out the same night, Dan. No bail, nothing. Yeah, can you imagine if if uh, Zeldin was a Democrat and and you know and here's well first of all I'll address the uh, the the type of weapon he used. Um, it was some sort of some sort of uh, brass knuckle, knuckles, you know, yeah, brass yeah. knuckle with with spikes of some sort in it. I heard the actual uh, the actual um, talking. You know, I heard Lee Zeldin actually talk on the radio about it. Okay. Um, so yeah, so so it was some, but he was you know luckily he was able to grab his arm and stop, and stop him. Um, you know that's and another thing is everybody needs to know this. That I'm not sure people are aware of this. Locally here in New York, we get a lot of this news that might not make it out nationally. But uh, the uh, appointed so-called Governor Hochul, who is occupying the office, she has been doxing. Uh, Lee Zeldin, her Republican opponent, really, and she's been putting out his all his um, all his appearances to her left wing uh, supporters, and you know we can imagine that many of them are radical ad you know activists, and so this 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 might be a result. This attack on Zeldin might be a direct result from uh, Hochul's irresponsible. Uh, be, political behavior, and not only that, she's sending out a box truck, uh, like a big box van that's covered in anti-Zeldin graphics. You know, like whatever, whatever, uh, you know, negative, you know, uh, rap, you know, vinyl, you know. Yeah, it's going to be about uh, taking away women's rights. Is definitely going to be up there. Yep. Whatever. Yeah, but it's very negative. It's a negative, you know, Zeldin box truck basically and this truck is following the zeldin campaign on the highway right in back of the campaign from from uh, you know from from speech to speech and from event to event uh just kind of trailing them along the highway uh as a negative campaign against him so so governor hochel is is a real um uh, she's a real democrat she's a real crooked um, Democrat doing playing every you know corrupt political game possible. Um, so and in good news, um, we just heard from the Sean Hannity show that um, they Zeldin is within the margin of error when 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 they're talking about polling against Governor. Yes, Hopeful. I've heard that. That is good news. But Dan. Um, you know, and maybe the box truck is good for her stupid uh, followers. They can just look for the, the box truck, those that don't know how to read. And um, they can go <laughs> find Lee Zeldin that way. But this isn't the first time that doxing happened. It, it, it seems to be in an uptick with Democrats to dox our Supreme Court members if they make a decision mm -hmm. that they don't like. Or they dox people that are on TV. Maybe people on the radio like me and you will eventually be doxed. Uh, this, these kind of things cannot go 
without recourse. We have to stop. We have to start fighting back against all this because, in a way, this is all lined up. When this guy goes out to attack, you're probably right. He probably knew where Zeldin was because of her campaign. Then he gets put into the court system. The judge, probably a radical leftist, lets him right out, and then the cycle completes. Something has to be done here. So I, I agree something definitely has to be done. Uh, I, I, don't, I just don't know how exactly it's going to play out. I think what's going to happen is it's not going to, you know, we're not going to be waiting for that big red wave, as Steve Day says. I think what's going to happen is the people are going to have to rise up. And I think we're starting to. I'm starting to see it. You know, everybody I talk to now, granted, I, I kind of roll run in, you know, conservative circles. But I, I, am in, I interact with, you know, with liberals, unfortunately. And, um, and I think the general consensus is that people are tired of, of dealing what we're dealing with, dealing with what we're dealing with. And um, I, I think that we're going to start, people are going to start rising up and, and understanding that, that the conservative view, the conservative viewpoint is the traditional American viewpoint. And it's, and it's going to be the best uh, as far as uh, prosperity and, and safety in our country and, and all the good things. When are the uh, so normal think, line Democrats, uh, Dan, the normal line Democrats going to stand up against us? Because this is happening far too much. We go back to uh, Steve Scalise, who was almost murdered on the ball field by a guy that worked inside yeah. the Bernie Sanders campaign. As much as they want to call that fake news, it's not. And it wouldn't surprise me to show that this guy somehow is associated with Hochul or the Democrats. It wouldn't shock me if that was true. So when does that keep building up and we finally say, no more? Yeah, it's not going to happen all at once. That's the thing, Chad. I think about this all the time. It's not going to happen all at once like we would love it, love it to. Everyone's not going to come around at once, I don't think. I think it's happening gradually, and unfortunately, it's very frustrating in the process, waiting for people to wake up, waiting for stuff to start to change. Um, but the more pressure the Democrats put on America, um, the, the, the more people will start to resist and push back. Uh, I think that's happening. I, I feel your pain. Believe me, I, I, I'm in this every day in this conversation, especially with respect to the gun the gun stuff. I know. And um, so, so I, I think that the pushback, it's a, it's a constant push back and forth, but we're getting stronger and eventually they're going to have a resist, a wall of resistance that they, they're not going to be able to, uh, to penetrate. You know, Dan and Dan Wass on the line with us and uh, you can check the loaded mic and you can check his books, good gun, bad guy, one through four. Is it one through four now? Is it one through one three? One through three so far. One through three yep. so far. I think four is going to come around sometime. Uh, but he, he, here's yes. the thing. When I was a kid, I couldn't imagine when I started to uh, kind of get into politics and, you know, coming as out as a teenager and, and voting for George Bush, um, who is a big failure to me now. But anyway, if you had told me, hey, they're going to start doxing anybody that's conservative, uh, there's going to be a congressman attacked on a ball field, shot by somebody that's a Democrat and involved with the Democrat Party. They're going to start uh, trying to peddle transgenderism. All these wicked, wild things that are going on right now, I would have told you you were crazy. But here we are. Yeah. Think about the anxiety and the frustration Democrat voters must be feeling now. They understand that they're going against the grain of what real Americans want. And they're, 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 they're caught in a place where they have to continue. They have to continue doing what they're doing because they've, they've basically given their souls to this new religion yeah. of communism. And they, they don't have much of, they don't have any options at this point. Imagine, imagine the moral, decay that they must be feeling uh, knowing deep down that they're doing the wrong thing uh, so 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 be be thankful for one thing that we are on the on the side of the good guys and the good guys always win in the end that's right that's true it, it is true Dan tell everybody where they go and check you out people can go to goodgunbadguy.com goodgunbadguy.com for the book series. Uh, where I talk about all the anti-gun strategies and tactics and give people an insight as to how to understand the anti-gun left and how we're going to defeat them.
in their in their attempt to to attack the Second Amendment. Goodgunbadguy.com. Uh, people can also go see my web show at loadedmike.com. That's loadedmike, M-I-C, like microphone, loadedmike.com. Um, great, great web show. We have a total blast on the show. Lots of Second Amendment stuff, but we also get into politics of the day. Uh, loadedmike.com and goodgunbadguy.com. Everybody, that was the one and only Mr. Dan Wass, and go check him out. 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk, Fox News Radio. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. It was good doing one with Brian. It's been a little while since I got to get the old the old Brycey back. I want to start off by just saying that if you go to freedomondeck.com, I did a story with Hayward. It was two segments last show, and it really picked up. Now, anybody knows the story of this little girl named Wren that was being exposed to a lot of pedophiles through her mother in which they were using images of this three-year-old little girl in order to um, put thumbnails out that were very disturbing. Men saying the worst things that you can imagine somebody saying about a three-year-old little girl on TikTok. It got a big response. We think that we were getting a lot of emails from this woman in particular, and Hayward talks about it a little bit on the podcast that was FOD Overdrive that was put out Thursday night. I, I want everybody to go and listen to it. I want everybody to understand that we picked up this story, and I got the story from Hayward. Hayward is not a conservative. He's far from it. Um, but he is an advocate for children and always defends children. He came to me and said, Chet, I have this story. I want to know if we can do it. I said, absolutely. Actually, let's do two segments. We really made a ripple in the pond big time. It got picked up, and we don't know, but Hayward told me, he said, listen, man, after we covered it, the Rolling Stone magazine is picked up. Uh, this this woman has been having some of her, I guess, supporters call the station. And there has been a big swell movement. And I want everybody to go and check it out. If you can, go to freedomondeck.com. Listen to the story of Wren. These are the things people put out there. Be careful the images you put on, on the internet with your children. These sickos, Brian, take these images of children and they will take their heads and put them on pre- purported graphic images and put them out there. It's sick. There is a very, very evil side to the web and you have to be aware of it. And I would just, uh, I would, I would advocate for anybody to go and listen to this podcast and 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 learn something about what's going on out there too. So, um, what's yeah. going on with this nuclear? Uh, what, what what's going on uh, with nuclear war, man? What is this all about? Well, I'm gonna. I, well, I just want to comment on that because yeah. um, I I I don't know how many millstones are are available in the world, but mm. um, yeah. when the Lord comes when the Lord comes back, there's gonna be a lot of millstones tied around necks. Oh yeah, I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it at that. Sure. Um, yeah, get into get. All right, so I don't know if any of you guys have heard about this, um, but this is something that I saw, and it's for real. Um, if you go to the New York City, I think it's .org, New York City's public information website, mm-hmm. they they put on a creepy video. You can actually go on uh, YouTube and see it as well. If you just go, if you just press, you know, NYC nuclear preparedness, it'll come right up. Okay. And, and, and it's creepy. They're talking about being prepared for a nuclear disaster. Staying inside, getting away from windows, taking a shower if you if you were outside, yada yada yada, all these things, and you're going like, what? That's why. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's I mean, that's not something you just put out there. I mean, you know, and then it got worse. So <laughs> it there's got it, worse, so, and then it got worse. <laughs> hey. So in so in the Menlo Park Mall in Edison, New Jersey. Okay, yeah. Yeah. this bizarre 
sign. So you know when you walk into the mall, they have those little like flat kiosk thingies yep, yep, that yep. you know that have you know whatever you know T Mobile for you know they have different advertisements mm-hmm. and yada yada yada. Well, anyway, this they had one, and it's and it, it was a radiation emergency information in the middle of the mall in Edison, New Jersey. And it says radiation emergencies. What should I do? If radiation emergency occurs, people can take, uh, it says people can take action to protect themselves, uh, their loved ones and their pets get inside. And then it says some stuff underneath about getting inside and yada, yada, yada. Then it says stay inside, right? So don't go outside. And it talks about, you know, getting, you know, um, you know, getting clean when you get inside, take a shower, yada, 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 discard your clothes, bag them in plastic bags, you know, and yada, 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 put them outside the door, you know. And then there's this stay tuned. So, and it's got a stay person tuned. sitting in. Yeah, and it's got like a little person sitting in a recliner with a radio on a on a stand next to the recliner. <laughs> and, and, and it's it's yeah, dude, it's it's sick, That's and it's wild. like stay tuned. So like tune in, you know, and 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 listen for the you know national emergency. Why is this in Edison, New Jersey? Why is this in New York City? Why is this? I mean, Edison is like it's like surrounding areas of of the city. You know why? Why is that the What's, case? What would be interesting is to see where else it is, right? Like, is this something that right. is throughout only New York and New Jersey? Is this in California? Are people seeing this? The weird thing is I've seen nothing about this at all. So no. this is crazy. You think someone would be like, hey, you know, did you see all that stuff about the nuclear holocaust that people are uh, in their recliners listening to the radio and staying tuned? I mean, maybe Joe Biden will put his, uh, um, what are, what was that thing he said? Put on your record players and stay tuned. You know, you got to get that and put your record players on so that you can hear more about the nuclear holocaust that's coming because he pissed off Vlad Putin and China. Well, it, and it does feel like that, right? That imagery that you're talking about, it kind of has that feel like the 50s where you saw kids like listening to the radio and hiding under the desk. That is some weird, weird stuff. But why isn't this anywhere? What What's going on? We have to look. Well, that's what I'm. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Is why, you know, I don't understand why nobody's even covering this. On the FOD, we always break that's the stories. Crazy, that's the crazy. That's the craziest part. Now, listen, I, I think we all know. Well, you know th- that if you're paying attention in the world, that you know things are kind of getting crazy. I mean, you, we got Turkey is attacking Syria, northern Syria. They're 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 bombing northern Iraq. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have even paid oh, attention yeah. to that, yep, yep, but yep. you know what I mean. So I mean that's Absolutely. happening. You have you have um, Russia is now engaging the um, Turkish back rebels that are that are attacking northern Syria. There, Russia's engaging them. So R- Russia and Turkey are like pretty much. I mean they're they're right there about to go at it. You got Ukraine going on. You got Poland. You know, they're they're talking about you know um, um, Belarus and Russia and possibly going into uh, Poland. It's nuts. It's nuts. So I mean, it doesn't surprise me to see these things. You know, possibly right. maybe we should start telling people to get prepared in case something happens. I get it, but it is creepy. You know, it it is, and and these are the stories that. I, I love it when we break stories like these. It's it's something that you you keep in mind and you try to follow. It's like when we followed uh, the Mam story and we found out he was a rapper. You know, it's like it's like yeah. yeah. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> and a good one too. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was, I, I, I was all. I was I, honestly, I was almost a fan. It was like this guy <laughs> that uh, we we know comes by the shop, and he's got he's a liberal, and me and him once in a gun, and he's got this sticker that says Biden, not Putin. And I, I saw him today, and he's coming out, and I said, is that you trying to convince yourself? And he's like, looks at me. I'm like, you know, that <laughs> that uh, that pipeline he gave him, you, you might want to rethink that sticker. Oh, no, no, no. So, you know, I, I, I try to still have fun with the liberals. They don't know how to laugh anymore. They don't know how to smile or, or uh, even, like, have a conversation with you. You know, Hayward, extreme leftist. I can have him on and talk. A liberal, it's like forget it. They don't. They don't want to hear you. It's it's insane. They are just so butthurt about everything. 
But maybe they'll bring the nuclear holocaust on Brian. Or maybe it'll be maybe it'll be maybe it'll be ma'am. We don't know. Ma'am. <laughs> that's ma- that's ma'am. All right, listen. Okay, another another great show down next week. We do have some great guests on. What I was talking about before with Hayward in that show, there is a young lady that really started this whole movement against this mother or the abusement, the abuse, I believe, child abuse that happened to his, her daughter. She really started. She's coming on Freedom on Deck next week, and we're going to dig into how this this turned into a movement to save this child and how we became involved with it too. Because I'll tell you one thing. If there's anybody out there hurting kids, Freedom on Deck will do our damnedest to expose you. And if we do, you know, you're just on the hit list. We won't stop. And I'm not going to stop with it. You can send all the emails you want, make all the phone calls you want, and you can try best you can. But we have enough good people out there listening, and we got three healthy good guys out here doing this show too. We ain't going to stop, Ryan. And um, I'll talk to you next week, brother. Yes, sir. All right, everybody. Freedom on deck. Everybody have a very good day. God bless America. And don't give up hope and don't give up the fight. We will fight. We will persevere. And we will bring this country back to its feet. We're not on our knees yet. And we're not ever going to be there. God bless America.